Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I'm a recovering addict, and I'm the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Good Monday morning to you. Welcome back to Earthmakers. This is episode one of season two. It's so good to be back here with you. It's been a couple of months. We are about to head into 100 episodes over 100 days, just like season one. And a couple of things before we get rolling today. Um, This season is going to look a little different, not a lot different, but a little different from last season um, in that last season was very much about um, making ourselves fully present in certain spaces so that we can receive spiritual care. And it was also very much about spiritual education. This season is going to be very much about the spiritual process of recovery, which is very near and dear to my heart. And when I say recovery, I mean recovering the things that are true about us, things that have been covered up by layers of suffering, grief, pain, addiction, attachment, disappointment, despair. And today we're talking about embodied spirituality. So let's take a minute to get in our bodies, shall we? That may feel like a weird thing to say, get in our bodies, but we operate on this level where we believe that our mind, our thought life, and our emotional life are somehow removed from our physical life. The truth is, and what will help us see with eyes unclouded, is that all of those things, the mental, the emotional, and the physical part of us, are all embodied. So take a few deep breaths with me. Take a couple more deep breaths. Picture your lungs like balloons, expanding, filling with air, and then deflating all the way out. Your lungs are organs designed to breathe for you. Breath is cleansing. It is life-giving. It helps calm us when we feel emotional or overstimulated. And yet it is a very physical act happening in our lungs. But the oxygen that our body needs that enters in through the lungs, gets into our bloodstream, it helps our heart operate, it helps our brain operate, it helps all of our organs, our muscles and bones, It's a physical, crucial component, albeit invisible. Jane Venard is a spiritual director who wrote a wonderful book called Fully Awake and Truly Alive. She does pretty much what I do. She provides spiritual care for individuals who seek her out. 
And in this book, uh, which was recommended to me by my spiritual director, she talks about in the first chapter, embodied spirituality. If my spiritual director recommended it, it's got to be good because that woman is amazing. So while you sit and breathe, I invite you to close your eyes, feel yourself in your chair, let the chair hold you. Unless you're driving, of course, and then keep your eyes open, please, dear God, keep your eyes open. And listen to this quote from Jane's book. I once asked a new friend, who later became my husband, if he liked his body. He looked at me puzzled and replied, well, it's the only one I've got. His response, irrefutable, and based in reality, brought me up short. I had spent so many years and so much energy being unhappy with the way I looked, wondering how I might improve and wishing I were different than I was. I had tried to like my body, but had rarely succeeded. Jim's words shifted the issue from body image to a lived experience of my body. I started to experience my body as gift, unique, one of a kind, no other body like mine in the world. How wonderful is that? I began to focus on all my body had done for me over the years. It had taken me from place to place, hauled wood, baked bread, ridden bicycles, and danced in the moonlight. My body had grown and matured, had fallen ill and recovered, had been wounded and had healed. I had learned to speak and to listen and to live with my mistakes. I had cried tears of sadness and of joy and had been consumed by fits of giggles. I had loved, been loved, and made love. My body made my life possible. Friends, you may already know this about me, but I have an eating disorder. And it is called bulimia nervosa. And I am in recovery for that eating disorder. And along with an eating disorder comes a horrible uh, kissing cousin, we'll call it, a horrible companion disease, an illness called body dysmorphia. When I look in the mirror, when I look at my face, my body, it is hard for my brain to register what it is seeing. And my brain makes up stories tells me that what I'm seeing is despicable, disgusting, gross, awkward, problematic, and is a problem ultimately that needs to be solved. It makes me want to leave my body. This is why I struggle with binging and purging. This is why I struggle with, have struggled over the years with self-harm and suicidal ideation and intent. The suicide rates among people struggling with eating disorders is very high. I'm really grateful to be here today. We are just as much our bodies as we are our thoughts and our emotions. 
everything is woven together. We need every part. My favorite quote from my eating disorder treatment days is, my body is an instrument, not an ornament. I've always viewed my body as an ornament and I was taught to view my body as an ornament. But my body is first and foremost an instrument. So I can ask myself the question, what does my body do for me? How is it instrumental? And it shifts the focus. It shifts the conversation. So today, I welcome my body. When Christians go to the communion table, they break bread and drink wine or grape juice, and they call this the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. It may sound weird and sort of oddly cannibalistic, but what it signifies for Christians around the world and throughout time is that spirituality happens in bodies. It happens in life and it happens in bloodshed and in death and in broken bodies and in whole bodies. So you may feel broken and worn down and like your body's given up on you today, but your body is still very much a part of you. Can you find grace in the brokenness? If you can sit with your body today, no matter how you feel about your body, it's just like Christians approaching the communion table on a Sunday morning. It's the same. For if there is a God, if there is a higher power, it is here, now, in, with, and under, and around your body. Do the cultural standards of beauty have the last word in your life? This is a question you have to ask yourself. What do you actually believe about beauty and aesthetics? And what do you actually believe about your body? Loved ones, I invite you to consider that today. Wrestle with those questions and be kind to your body. And remember, your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Your body has made your life possible. Thank you. I love you so much. And I'll see you tomorrow.